Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 4. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out oh yeah what's up crew so this is a little bit of a special episode um total freestyle i uh haven't done one of these for a while i did one in a hotel room recently and the whole entire thing didn't record audio but i just want to spend some time with you guys and just talk about the game, talk about things I'm seeing, things I think are important for us as a uh, as an industry, as industry professionals, you know, to consider, to be mindful of. And I think at this point, you guys know, you know, those of you who who have been following me for any period of time, um, you guys know that my brand is all about contribution. My brand is not about, you know, what are we at? A few hundred episodes or a hundred and something episodes. And uh, maybe I've done five solo episodes where I just talk with you guys. I mean, obviously I got a lot to give. I drop one to two videos per day. Um, But, you know, executive protection lifestyle has always been about the industry, about crystallizing and canonizing different industry professionals experiences you know um finding those guys out there and girls out there that are doing big things in the industry that um no one knows about because our industry is so tribal and it's you know it's so separated you know like there's so many amazing people out there that are doing amazing things that just never even get recognition they never even get known you know and so my big goal with this has always been, you know, let's create a place, let's create something where we can start learning from all these guys. And there's still a number of them that won't come on just because they want to stay, you know, offline and stuff like that. But I'm just, I'm, I'm going to get them eventually. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's been an honor. So first, I just want to say thank you to you guys that have been supporting. We're still the number one podcast in the, in the private security industry in our space. Um, you guys that, that watch us, you know, watch us talk when you're on your night shift, when you're out there, you know, working in the industry, when you got a long drive, you know, when you, all the times we've spent together, you know, it's interesting, man. You know, I go, I create these events and people come to these events and, um, you know, when you watch someone online and especially someone like me who puts as much information out there as I do. And, you know, my whole goal with my brand has been to be extremely authentic. You know, you can't pretend 
for this long and putting this much stuff online. You know, my goal has always been to be 100% authentic, you know, um, to be a student in front of you, to be a professional student. Like if I want to be uh, an example or an icon of anything, I want it to be an example or an icon of what you know, a protector is supposed to be. And that's a eternal professional student. You know, uh, I, I, I put a Funker Tactical recently dropped a video on me at the protector symposium going through uh, our one man CQB training, you know, and, you know, at the beginning of the video, like I'm like, I say to everyone, like, Hey, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm not the instructor. You know, I think GRS is like the only guys that formally get taught how to do one man CQB, you know, but I'm the man in the ring, you know, I'm the guy who, who does train and is willing to get in front of you and is willing to say, Hey, I'm learning a new skill. I'm a white belt. Come check it out. I think this is a good idea for you to do for me to do for all of us to do so we can become better protectors. That's who I am. That's what I see at the beginning of the video. And I run through the house and, you know, um, it turned out the instructor said it was a good run, you know, um, especially for someone who doesn't do one man CQB all the time, you know, like I'm a United States Marine Corps infantryman. Yeah. I've cleared hundreds of houses and a few dozen villages and taken over cities and things. I don't know how to move in a building, but like, I'm no pro. I'm sure I made 850 mistakes that all the couch commandos can sit there and, oh, I can't believe he did this, you know, but like, are you in the ring? Like, when's the last time? You know, we went on ahead and you went on ahead and did something like this. Do you have the balls to do something like this on camera and put your imperfection out there? You know, and that, in my opinion, vulnerability is strength. And so that's why you see videos of me running through shooting competitions, missing targets, not being perfect. Um, you know, uh, you know, when I was a not even a ranked shooter. You know, because what's this whole thing been about? It's been about the journey that I hope I can inspire more protectors to get on. That's what it's really about. You know, um, it's not about me being like, I'm the biggest, the baddest, the best. Yeah, there have been moments when it's paid off, like when I came to the Close Protection Conference and me and my mentor got first and second place in the shooting competition. You know, I'd love to go do that shooting competition again this year, but I'm going to be running the EP Forum. I'm even more dangerous this year than I was last year <laughs> than I was three years ago. I'm way more dangerous. I might just, you know, click off safe and just go down there and shoot with those dudes next year, you know, just to see how everyone's doing, you know. Um, but being able to do that in the industry, get second place in an industry-wide shooting competition, that means a lot. It means that the, 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 the work is paid off, you know. Areas I can improve in, I should do more hand-to-hand -hand training. You know, I could, I could do better with that. You know, and that's what this brand is about. It's about the journey. It's about the executive protection lifestyle, man. And thanks so much, man. We're in season four. I love you guys. I really do. If you ever come to one of my events, you'll see. If you ever meet me in person, you'll see. Like, I, I genuinely, my heart is in this. I genuinely love you guys. Um, I genuinely, like really believe that my mission in life is to make the world a safer place by helping good people become more dangerous. You know, you, you just wouldn't have this much fuel if you didn't genuinely believe that that was your calling and that was your purpose. And that was why you were here. You know, it's like some, some of my other dudes who, you know, start that, 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 that are in the industry. They're like, dude, you got to slow down. You're going to run out of content. It's like, dude, I'll run out of content when I run out of life. You know, uh, my goal is just to show you guys uh, what it takes to be at this level, show you guys at least what my life looks like. And you guys 
Bruce Lee absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless, add what is essentially your own, you know, and and it's been really beautiful. You know, one of the main things that I've learned this year, not learned, you know, there's things you know, and then there's things you experience, and then there's things that become really um dominant values inside your your world as you experience them. But one of the things I've always tried to be uh uh contribution centric, right? Like like I've never been the biggest, the baddest, the best, the sexiest, the 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 the, the best ADP, the best shooter, the best you know BJJ guy, the best any of it. I've always been like B B plus, maybe a good. You know, you know I could do the heck out of some AP. You know, but you know it's 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 that whole progress equals happiness. You know that's been kind of the one that's been what this whole game is really all about, man. And. Um, it's been an honor to be like that, you know? So when people start popping shots at me, I'm just like, dude, you just don't, you just don't know who I am at one and two, let's go hit the range. Let's go do some stuff. One of the things I'm seeing in the industry that, and then I've seen in the industry for a long time, that's troubling is I feel like a lot of uh, practitioners and really it's mostly a lot of it's the old guard. A lot of them are getting away from the value of hard skills here at the league at my EP school where we've helped hundreds of agents get into the private security industry and or elevate their careers in the private security industry. You know, it's funny because, you know, I'll get the feedback or I'll get the criticism and it's like, you know, and I take all of it and I listen to all of it, you know, and I take it in and, you know, some people are like, oh yeah, you know, like, like, I can sit here and act like I'm so hard and so cool and I don't care what people think and I don't care what people say, but it's not true. Like, it hurts my feelings when I see. So, you know, when I, when I, when I'm getting hated on, it's like, Oh man, that's too bad. You know? Um, and I'm not like so cool and tough that I, I I'm afraid to say that it's always like, Oh, well, that's too bad. You know? But at the end of the day, when you're being genuine and you're genuinely trying to help and you're genuinely are helping, you have a lot to fall back on, you know, I have a lot where I can just sit there and say, you know, I, I had a few hundred people walk up to me at the last close protection conference and say, thank you for the free content. This helped my career. Thank you for what you're doing at the school. This helped me make the six-figure job I have that I feel my family with. You're the reason I got into this industry. I get comments like that all the time, you know? And so you always have to go, I always have to go in my head and be like, dude, love me or hate me. I know one thing, and that's that I'm helping a lot of people. And so I've always had, to, I've always been contribution centric, you know, I've always been kind of, that's what I was saying is I, I've always, the contribution has always been the goal, not me being cool. The protector symposium, it's not buying up on stage. It's me bringing you some of the best, best instructors in the protection industry that I'm giving a service to our industry with. So we can all get there and learn and I get in there and I learn with you and I compete with you and I am a, a white belt with you, you know, a safe place for warriors to come and be white belts. You know, that's what it is. And it's not the Byron Rogers show because I'm not on stage teaching. They are, you know, because I honor and respect people who've done amazing things. You know, the podcast, what's it been? A couple hundred episodes of not Byron Rogers of us uh, paying homage and tribute and sitting under and learning from some of the best in the industry. You know, that's what the game's been about, you know, how we can all get better together. See, I'm not one of these big uh, company owners that, you know, is like 
unattainable and, and, you know, is sitting behind a desk. I'm not that. I'm out here with you. And that's what this brand is for. And that's what uh, uh, the Protector Nation is for. And that's what the League of Executive Protection Specialists is for. You know, that's what everything that I'm a CEO of is for. You know, that's what the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast is for. Guys that are in my position out here, I'm working one to two details per day. I own the company. I'm still out here working one to two details per day. You know, and I think that's significant. You know, it's not like, like there's zero imagination when it comes to the content I'm putting together. And I think that's why it's resonating with guys, you know, and yeah, I've been to some of the Ivy League schools, but most of my acumen and the way that I do things is all the cheat codes I learned from these streets. That's why I call it training day, you know, because it's like, you know, remember all that stuff you learned in the academy? I'll learn that. This is how you do it. This is your training day officer point, you know, and it's like, you know, you're in the chase with the new agent. He's sitting there and he's like, it can't be like this, you know, when the client's like, oh, only you know one or two agents to be on the detail and you're like we need like five guys (laughs) you know and it's like it's like and you're sitting there it can't be like this i'm sitting there like it is like this (laughs) you know and he's like you know when the client doesn't want to pay or something meanwhile the client's got lamborghinis parked in the front yard making he's paying more for those lamborghinis per day than than they're willing to pay the day rate on the agents yeah i mean just to have them parked in the front yard you know and you guys are out here working your butt off and, and they won't they won't get you enough dudes for you to actually do a good job and then it's your fault when something goes wrong yeah i mean it can't be like this it's like this bro <laughs> anyways it's real world stuff you know um so that's what this has always been about, man. You know, uh, you know, whenever I, I go to some of these events and I see, you know, some of the blue bloods or the the cool kids in the industry, the higher ups, like some of them are cool, some of them are cool, whatever, whatever. You know, I'm always just kind of like, cool, man, you know, whatever. But when I have the dudes who are actually out there on the night shift listening to the podcast come up and say, hey, man, I appreciate you've kept me company on a lot of shifts, that means the world. And that's who we are, you know, that's who the league of executive protection specialists. That's who we are. If you're listening to this and uh, you know, you're part of the executive protection lifestyle, because what I want to see happen this is what I want to see happen in the next few years. I want to see our industry take a shift from being a place where, you know, cool dudes get hired because they have cool backgrounds. But the reality is they may or may not really know how to, 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 to be a surgeon with a chainsaw when the time comes. I'm saying that's what I want to see us get away from because I know how this game works. You know, you go to a job interview, uh, you hop on a Zoom call, the clients decide they love you. You have a cool background. You get the job. Next thing you know, you're working. But are you training? Our task is to outperform. Outperform another human being in a violent encounter if need be. How are you going to be able to do that if uh, if you haven't been training to be able to execute on a higher level than that individual? You think it's just going to happen because you were in combat five, six. If you were in combat when I was in combat, which is the last time all students was in combat close to 10 years ago. A little over 10 years ago. You know, um, no, man, we got to keep our, our edge sharp. And uh, one of the things I'm seeing in the industry that I want to get away from is just this whole culture of soft skills only. Obviously, I'm a soft skills guy. 
when I get asked to speak on executive protection, I, my presentation is social dynamics of executive protection, the hidden art of success in the executive protection industry. That is my number one executive protection presentation. I am a soft skills guy, but I'm also a hard skills guy. And I'm running into a lot of agents that are not both. And you need to be. You know, my first training or instructional product in the executive protection industry is training day. What is training day? It is a 100% soft skills course is where I teach you everything I know about the soft skills, everything that I've learned working in executive protection in over 60 countries uh, under every client demographic our industry has to offer over the last since 2008, which is everything I know. You know, and it's all soft skills. It's all online. And you want to know something about that? When I started to do it, when I started talking about it, when I was getting ready to start this podcast, what happened? Everyone said, you can't start a podcast. You'll get blacklisted from the industry. No one will talk to you. You can't do that. You got to be a quiet professional. You know, I've never been the type to go with the full. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just, I'm going to start a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let's just do a podcast. And and I did it anyway. And then boom, you know, uh, the industry reacted to it because there was a vacuum. There was no one here contributing. Everybody, everybody was just there acting like they were too cool for school, not sharing information with each other. Um, And I had to figure it out by the grace of God and by myself. I had good mentors here and there along the way, but I had to figure it out. And so I was like, dude, no. I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to be free content. Everyone's going to be able to listen to it. And we're going to be able to get better together because the other thing that would happen is I would get on details and they would, I'd be looking at some of these dudes like, you have no idea what you're doing, you know, because I grew up by the grace of God, you know, in dog years in this industry because I got on a detail at 21. We we're traveling. We hit the 60 countries in the first year. And then we did that on repeat for seven years. And it was a small team, you know, and I lasted, I outlasted a lot of cats. In that first six months, I saw 30 dudes just about come to try to audition for that spot and didn't make it. And I started seeing dudes who were bigger than me, smarter than me, stronger than me, sexier than me, better backgrounds than me, dudes that would show up to audition for the position. And I was like, this dude's going to take my spot for sure. He deserves to take my spot, actually. I look up to this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they wouldn't. And, I, and like I say, that was the grace of God. But also, I started to realize there's a formula to success. I started to realize that success leaves clues unless you're clueless. And I started to pay attention. And then when I left the West Coast and went to Florida to rebuild my my career on the East Coast from being a bouncer, the same thing happened. I started being a bouncer. I started to apply the principles that I learned on the West Coast. And they started to work. And then in a very short amount of time, in just a few years, I was doing EP at the highest levels in Florida. And I started to kind of be like, I think I have something. Then I came back up to Cali started chasing the pager, started working different clients out here in Cali after working different clients in Florida. And then finally met a client that was like, yo, I want you to be my guy. I'm going to put you in business. You know, and that was the birth of my company, but it was all built on social dynamics, soft skills, and the grace of God. Because I don't, don't think for one second that because the first major on-ground course I rolled out for the league that I'm like just a hard skills guy. I've heard people say that. I'm like, you know, I just don't know. Like, you yeah, nice theory, bro. You know, like I, I get, I, I get where you're coming from, but like, you just don't know who I am. You know, like I'm always the shortest dude on the detail. I'm like five ten. You know what I mean? So like soft skills have been my jam from since, as we see in the Bahamas from since that time, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then the, the other thing that kills me is like when I interview our patrons of the course and students, the brothers, right? The brotherhood, I'm always like, what part, what part of the, you know, online curriculum helped you the most? And I'm like, hoping they say one of the sexy things that I got in there. No, it's always the soft skills. 
<laughs> because that's what you use every day. Your soft skills are your most important weapon that you will use most frequently. Soft skills keep you in this game and get you paid. But then, ladies and gentlemen, you got to have the hard skills. You've got to have the skills that allow you to outperform another human being in a violent encounter. You know, I was on, I was on, I was on the line with another major industry professional. You guys know if you've been around the block. Um, and uh, and you know, he was grilling me about like, oh, guns are stupid for EP, and like, you know, there's no way to get out of a, a situation with a gun unscathed, and you know, like, you know, it's all bad, and you know, like you shouldn't even like deal with guns and all this stuff. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, and I should have said something. I'll say something next time I see him. I was just kind of like, you know, I get where you're going with this. And there aren't a lot of EP shoots. There was one last year in LA. Now there's more follow home robberies. They're, 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 they're definitely starting to go like this. Do, 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 like everything in the industry, the Japanese prime minister was assassinated like 10 minutes ago. Right. But what are we here to do? You know, like I get it. Pile on the skills that stop us from getting to the place where we have to physically defend someone. But what are we hired to do? What are our clients thinking about when they look us in the eye and they hire us and they want us there when they sign those checks? We're hired to protect. And how? Yeah, you can use systems and back entryways and, uh, you know, service elevators and service drops and all the ninjiest stuff you can. The homeboy, you ain't got a crystal ball. You don't have a crystal ball. Yo, say it loud for them to hear in the back. Take this video and send it to all the people that believe in EP with no guns or no combatives, you know, soft hand EP dudes. You do not have a crystal ball. The fact of the matter is you don't know what's going to happen. You could get met at the service entrance by someone who wants to do you harm. You could walk out of the car and a bum could just come out from behind the dang garbage and, and, and want to do some crazy bum stuff. There's just no, it, we're talking about reality. Reality is one of the most sophisticated and unpredictable things that exists. You think you're safe because you're driving a client to a venue? You know, Driving is still one of the top five causes of death in the world. You know, anything can happen in that motorcade where you need to escape, evade, and even fight with your car and make contact. Someone tries to start running you off the road because of whatever the heck is going on in their head or their plan was. You know, you should know how to car fight. You should know how to contact drive. You know, um, to think that you know so much about reality, to think that you understand reality so much that you're willing to chance not having these skills as if nothing will ever happen. All that tells me is nothing's happened yet. And you are now complacent. And, 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 and what I'm picking up in the industry is that there's a convenient complacence, you know, because a lot of the people that really believe that when I look at them, I'm like, well, you're not a physically potent human being who really understands the tool of violence and can outperform somebody and in, in when it comes to that. And so for you, it's really convenient probably to be like, oh, we don't need, we don't need, we don't need guns or we don't need to uh, actually have um, immediate action plans and, and understand how to use the tool of violence. You know, when I listen to them talk, I look at them. When I look at people, I see their standards. 
When I look at you, I see your physical fitness standards. I see your values, you know, and sometimes I, I find it very convenient that these people don't value these things. They're also the same people that don't train that don't uh, get out and put themselves out there. They're the people that have become comfortable. Okay. And those are the people that are the antithesis of what, what I stand for in this industry and what I think we need in the industry. I think we need both. I think we need practitioners who are rock solid in customer service, soft skills, can de can de-escalate Jedi like a Jedi. You know, dude wanted to, to, to jam you up in the elevator, but your boy stepped out and, you know, one man stepped out and, and took him and started talking with him while the other guy goes up with the client and the conversation's so good. That dude, you know, writes you a good Yelp review afterwards. I don't know, but you know what I mean? You know, um, that's what I would love to see, you know, on the soft skills side. But also when you understand the hard skills, you can be, like I said, a surgeon with a chainsaw, you know. An event that could have been catastrophic with bullets flying everywhere can now be minimized because you were so effective. It only took a few rounds and it was dealt with and extinguished with very little to no collateral damage. I've got plans this next year. I'm going to do some things to give more industry professionals access um, to training that will help them achieve and maintain a higher level of competence with regards to the physical hard skills that we must be competent at because i feel that we're conveniently forgetting how important that is i don't have a crystal ball and i think that when your clients hired you and they look at you they are hiring you because they trust in your physical competencies and they must because that's what you're there to do you're there to protect so that's why with the League of Executive Protection Specialists, I started the first on-ground training with hard skills because there's 850 trillion courses out there that, that you go and you learn EP for, for, for a week and you have your PowerPoint presentations and you do your advances and, you know, you do one EP op and, you know, uh, and yay, 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 you're an executive protection agent. But I don't know if you are. You know, faithful are the wounds of a friend. I only say this to you because I love you. You know, I think that you know how to do the job, like 70% of it, 80, 90% of it. I know, I think you know how to do the daily. I think you know how to move a principal. I think you know how to move a client. I think you know how to handle the concierge aspect of this. I think you know how to handle the personal assistant aspect of this. But when's the last time you actually went to an executive protection centric shooting package? When's the last time you went to an executive protection-centric driving package? When's the last time you went to an executive protection-specific medical package? What level have you taken these? How often are you training at these? How much pride do you really take in what we're doing? Is your ego healthy enough for you to be a white belt? These are questions I want you to look in your look look at yourself and ask. You know. Self-awareness is where it begins. Remember, arrogance is inaccurate confidence. Arrogance is inaccurate confidence. Confidence comes from experience with yourself. I know what I can do. I know how I can get down. Why? Because I was just at the range with my crew, with my team. Just, I'm still in my range gear right now. This is just, you know, just at the range with my crew. 
still at the, still got range gear on, still got my head wrapped because I got an injury from the last time we was training and I didn't want to have the sun get on it and, and, and give me a scar on my forehead. I, you know, I still got this stuff on, got my camera because I like making content for you guys. And now I get to go into the week knowing exactly who Byron Rogers is, exactly what Byron Rogers is capable of, and knowing that I can probably outperform a human being when it comes to a number of hard skill competencies because I just wrapped on them. You know, and that's what I, this brand, executive protection lifestyle is all about. I didn't get paid to do that. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's a bunch of courses out there that will teach you how to do the operations of executive protection. But as far as I know, we're the only one with a course on how to actually be a protector, how to actually be able to perform when things go wrong. The whole premise is to make it so that every other day of your career is an easy day. Hopefully you never have to use the skills we teach you, but much respect, much love and good on you for coming and learning those skills in the first place and not being a once upon a time guy. Cause you used to be military. You used to be law enforcement back in the day. I did the same thing when I got out. I was like, Oh, I've been to war a couple of times, twice. I've led men in war. I'm good. You know, then I went to a shooting competition and I got murdered by like 17 year old girl. And I was like, yo, I'm not going to Valhalla like this. Like I, I this is unacceptable. Like I, I have to fix this. And then I started getting into that. And, and now I'm on a whole nother level, <laughs> you know, oh, and that's not arrogance. That's literally, um, that's confidence. Cause I just got done, you know, winning the day got beat by one dude in my squad out of my squad, you know, who was just on a whole nother level and, and got to be a good leader by being out in the field in front of my men training with my men and giving them something to aspire to. And as they aspire to catch me and beat me, which I hope they do one day, they go out into the world and other people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you could do this. And people are going to aspire to that level. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see this industry like. I want to see the industry be a place where you go to your local shooting competition, MMA gym, you know, combat this place. And it's like, oh, well, I guess now I'm going to meet all the local cops and all the local private security dudes because we take our job seriously. Because on any given day, it might be your day to get tested, you know? And are you prepping for that test or are you literally banking on the hope that nothing will really ever happen and you won't be found wanting? The fear of that is why I train. The fear of knowing that people are staring me in my eyeball sockets, kicking down multiple six figures for protection. And guys are just like not doing these disciplines, you know, and so many companies and so many professionals are conveniently forgetting how important it is to actually be a protector. You're getting on details right now with no proof that you can do anything, you know, with the detail, you know, um, with my company, you're going to go to, you're going to shoot a shooting in doc. And at that shooting in doc, you're going to, do law enforcement shooting calls and federal law enforcement shooting calls. So we know we're going to watch you move and shoot. We're going to watch you do a little bit of medical with some tourniquets and some stop bleeds and stuff like that. I want to see what you can do. I want to see how you problem solve. I want to see how you follow directions. I want to see, I want to see you work homing, you know, 
How many times have you gotten on an EP detail because you interviewed good? You did some 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 collegiate schoolboy stuff good, and you never got tested. It's happened to all of us, you know. I used to put dudes on details based on a conversation in, uh, in person, and you know all that stuff. But that is another symptom I see of this industry going in the wrong direction. You want to be part of these legit details, you should go and show your hard skills, you know? And another thing that I'd like to mention too, on the training thing too, is I think there's just a lot, there's a big difference, man. You know, I notice a lot, how do I say this? You want to be learning from people that are operational. So make sure when you're taking all these cool guy courses, you're taking them from people, you know, obviously who, who, who are doing things, you know, like having done things is really cool. It's really awesome. But it does, it's, it is also important for people to have current operational experience. I think this because everything's changing at light speed. The way the industry looked and operated, fundamentals are the same, but the tactics and the way the industry and the world operated, even just a year ago before COVID, even just a few years ago before everything was so digital, is completely different. And so I find, you know, I see a lot of things out there sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, I've gone to some courses, you know, while I was already a working professional. And I was just like, I mean, if I guess if I didn't know any better, I think this was super dope. But I do know what it's really like out there in the industry. I do know I'll only have one to two men on a detail. We're not going to use half these formations. And I do know that, you know, a lot of this is irrelevant, you know, because I am operational, you know, and you'll hear, you'll hear guys talk about how realistic industry guys talk about how realistic what we do is. And that's because... Rick, Sweeney, and me are dedicated to bringing you guys the most realistic training. But as a practitioner and as a student, you know, I want to encourage you guys, you know, ask your instructor, you know, when's the last time they were operational, how long uh, they were operational. It should be in their presentation, you know, retired this, ex, this, cool. I respect you for what you're doing, but just, just keep in mind, they may not know what the game looks like now. Much respect for what they've done. That's a big thing. To, that's a big thing. And obviously I say that with respect. I always respect those who have come before me. I've had them all on my podcast. I've had them all, you know what I mean? But it's something that, that that I think is important to mention because with any tribe, it can start to let be less about the quality of information you're getting and it can start to be more about um, other things. And that's something that's really important for you guys to think about as you're listening to people and learning from people, you know? There's so much beautiful experience and guys that are out there doing some amazing things that we can all learn so much from. It's huge. And this whole kind of movement away from the hard skills as we go into one of the most dangerous uh, times in society, I think that we've, we've been in recently, I think it's moving in the wrong direction, but a lot of guys don't want to prove themselves or have to continue proving themselves. I get out with my guys and I shoot against them every time we call once a quarter. Usually I beat them every once in a while someone gets me and we have a friendly competition. We keep pushing and we get better together. And then, you know, what happens? We get better than everyone who's not training together. And that's the type of culture you want. You know, that's what you want in this game. As a private security professional, you want to be a full spectrum warrior. You want to be smooth with a V with the soft skills. You want to be able to smile at someone. You want to be able to uh, subversively 
uh, control the situation and move the and, and get your desired outcome subversively. But if you have to be overt, you you need to be able to deal with it like this and move that out of the way. It's not just going to come to you when the time comes, unless you've been training, right? So these are some considerations of of things and where they're going. You know, I think ego management is so important in this game, and I see a lot of guys. You know, some guys on a residence, some guys, you know, and that's another thing, residential details. Man, I feel like residential detail is like residential teams. That's like CQB a VP, man, because you are close quarters with the client. You are in their face. They are looking out their window and seeing you. You represent them and their brand when when people come to their property, it is a huge, huge, very important position to be in. Man. Smart agents stay away from the fire. Smart agents stay off. You know, uh, sometimes you get a lot of agents that want to be around the client. The smart agents that have been around, they don't want to be around the client. You know, they want to stay in the background, make their money, come in, go home, don't want to be the favorite. It's all the new dudes. It's all the new flavor of the month dudes that want to be, you know, in the client's face because they don't know anybody. Yet. You know, and, uh, with RSD, with residential stuff, sometimes you can't get away, you know? A lot of times, you never know when they're watching you, when they're not watching you. The houses are huge. The house is like a living organism. You have to interface with auxiliary team members. Auxiliary team members are the house staff, the nannies, the gardeners. I call them auxiliary team members because the goal in AP is to create an environment of cooperation over competition. We're getting to a little bit of social dynamics now, right? cooperation over competition why is that so important that's important because that's how you create a winning team nine times out of ten and where many of you guys are dealing with in your environment is one of is one of my favorite rattle holes is you're dealing with environments of competition over cooperation these are insecure environments how do you go to, how do you feel when you go to work knowing you can't trust anyone Knowing that you better not mess up because the, the PAs, the personal assistants, will capitalize it. And back on that last topic I was talking about, the reality is, real quick, as I get, get away from the hard skills thing and into the operational thing, listen, if you're in this game in executive protection and you're not competent with at least one hard skill and competent with medical and competent with driving, you are an executive assistant, not an executive protector by definition. If you don't have hard skill competencies, not once upon a time, once from when you're in the military, current legit skills, you are an executive assistant rather than an executive protector. You are, they are right when they call you a butler with a gun. Yeah, we do concierge. Yeah, we solve problems and keep our clients, what was it, productive, safe, and happy, like any solutions used to say. Yeah. But what makes us not just butlers with guns? is the fact that we are combatants as well, okay? That's what this game is all about. If you want to be an executive protection agent, you need to understand how to protect. And that, unless you're so wise and have a crystal ball to know that nothing's going to happen because of your little systems, which you can't, because once they hit the platform, once your client gets, you know, there's just going to be environments where you might have to go hands-on uh, unless you're the secret service and you can put a whole entire platoon on someone, 
you know, which Secret Service executive protection and private sector are whole worlds different. You have no assets in the private sector. Okay. <laughs> it's you, your client, maybe one other guy if you're lucky, and your cell phone and your car. <laughs> All right. Nine times out of 10. Maybe you got a talk, maybe you got a sock, maybe you got one of these cool little ninja current things, but. You know, you guys got to manage it all and you got to get everyone home. So you better have your skills up. But anyways, on the res side of things, man, I just want to give them some love, man. If you're on a residential team detail, uh, I don't know, say something on the comments, res, you know, residential and proud of it because you guys are the backbone of these private security companies. You guys are the backbone of the EP detail, you know, and you don't get enough glory, man. You know, I had a C CFO, you know, uh, one time talking about a residential detail and uh, this is before we start pushing KPIs and, and, and doing the weekly reporting that we do to, to show them the value of their investment. Um, you know, and he was like, you guys, all you are is, you know, mall cops in a van basically. And I was like, I got military officers in this van. I got special forces dudes in this van. I got, you have no idea what we do in this van. Okay, you know, and then when things start happening, they start seeing us pushing out investigations, they start seeing our key performance indicators and all the different things we're doing. And I started pushing those weekly reports. Then, you know, they change their tune because they start to see, well, is how many man hours we really, this is, these are all the different doors that were locked and alarms that were dealt with and guests that were handled on and off freaking on and off property and, you know, uh, investigations that they did and open source investigations and persons of interest that, that, that they dealt with and looked into and, and, and the suspicious vehicles. Like it was just, they, you know, they've changed their tune. That's a cheat code, by the way. Okay. Success leaves clues unless you're clueless, right? You know, validate your existence with your principals and clients. Show them on paper metrics and demonstrate your value to them before they start to challenge your existence, right? That stuff's important, but shout out to the res teams, man. That's CQB and VP, man. That's that's the hard stuff because the job stays the same. It stays the same kind of every single day. You go to the same place, nothing happens, day in, day out. You're dealing with customers, uh, friends, and the royal court, all the entourage and the relationships coming on and off property. You deal with all that stuff constantly, man. And it's exhausting, you know, and, and it's so easy to get complacent. And you guys need training budgets too. You know, you should be masters of CQB, close quarters combat. You guys should be masters of open source intelligence investigations of OSINT. We, you know, you should be running open source investigations. You should be doing digital patrols on your principals and on your clients going through their social media daily. Who does that? Not the movement guys that are out in the field, the residential guys from the CP sitting there going over everything, creating those dummy accounts, you know, doing that stuff. Cheat codes, right? Turning out reports, control, access control. Oh my gosh, it's another one. And then, you know, for whatever reason, for some reason, every billionaire has bad dogs. You got to deal with the dogs. We try not to deal with the dogs. We try not to have mission creep, but everything on property that goes wrong, as we all know, ends up being our responsibility. And that's the game. So, yo, much love. How you guys do your patrols, you know, like much love to the residential guys that actually do what they're supposed to when they're on post, that actually clean the post up and, and make sure it's good for the next year. They get there a little bit early so that the next dude can get off on time. You know, 
that 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 actually do change over correctly and actually give their all the the data to the next guy that he needs in order to do the post good you know and leaves everything solid they do the right thing when no one's looking shout out to you guys man much love and respect to you guys that do your vehicle sweeps when you're supposed to you know that don't find ways to sleep on post shout out to you guys man you know and on the movement side i'd say be careful don't let your ego get to you to me Every day I go on detail could be my last day. I don't care how long I've been with a client. You know, I don't care if I'm blooded to that client because we've spent so much time. Never get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Never get comfortable, man. The day you get comfortable is the beginning of the end. You know, just because you're on that jet with them, just because you're on the backstage with them, just because you're in that green room and all that stuff and you're their right hand, don't get comfortable, man. Don't ever abuse the position and start thinking that it has anything to do with you. If you quit or you get fired, guess what? The world will keep turning. And that's the way this game works. The world just keeps turning, bro. You know, our principals and our clients get tired of Lamborghinis and mansions. Okay. The main thing to remember is that when you're hot, take care of the team protect the team and this is a huge one that a lot of guys i think you know a lot of people i've seen forget to their own detriment when you're hot you've got to remember byron you did an amazing job today hey you know what we just have an awesome team sir you know, the advance was taken care of. Uh, the venue was handled by Jeff. The advance was handled by Jerry. I got a, I had a savage. Uh, uh, Michael was waiting, waiting curbside. Everything went smooth. You're seeing me because I'm the detail leader. But these guys played, every single one of these guys played their positions. And uh, I'll let them know that you're happy with us for today. Thank you. You know, I'll see you bright and early at whatever the jump off time is for tomorrow. You know, um, always, always. Always give credit to your team. Make sure that your clients don't think you're the man. You want to know why? Because when you make a mistake, think about it. What, what gives a principal or a client more comfort? Knowing that they have one stallion or knowing that they have a team of solid operators? Of course, the team. It's more people. It's more people to catch things. You know what I mean? And so the game is always making sure your team, you know, you want your client, when you hear your client say to someone else, we've got a really good team, not Byron is awesome. When you hear him say, we have a really good team, that's when, that's bangering. That's when you're, you've done a good job because you're protecting everyone. And you guys are creating a brotherhood where everyone protects each other. And, and, and if every single person on the detail does this. Then you create an environment where everyone's doing, and this isn't good and, and, and killing the game. This is, this is an environment of cooperation over competition. When I get new personal assistants, when I get new drivers or new uh, nannies, whatever, I pull them aside and I let them know straight up, yo, here we're a team. Okay. Bravo research group. Why did I use a periodic table looking uh, component for my emblem? Because we are one component in that periodic table that makes up the client's life. You know, we are just one component and we need to play our position in conjunction with all the other teams. And I let them know, hey, 
we're a team. I've got your back. Anything you need, you let me know. I'm going to do everything I can to make you succeed. I'm going to do everything I can to make you look good. When and if you make a mistake, I'm going to protect you. I will never throw you under the bus. We will hold you down and we will make you look good. And you know what that does? It makes them, they become more, they become less insecure. They become more confident. You know what I'm saying? And then they start, when they see that that's the case, they start doing the same thing to you and your teammates. When they see that they're like, oh, I messed up and I didn't da 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 da. Hey, Byron, can you guys maybe run something here or help me? Boom, we got you. You know, boom. Then you start to see that reciprocated. Now you guys have like a little Lance Corporal underground if you're in the Marine Corps, you know what I'm talking about. You guys have like a little Gendy underground where you guys are handling stuff. And what happens? The client experiences a much higher quality uh, deliverable overall because you guys are working together and you know you can trust each other. And then they start giving you inside information you would never have rather than the other dynamic where they're not giving you any information. They're letting you fall on your face because you're in a silent war because you want to prove that you're cooler than them, you know? Because you went to combat and you're so much cooler than them, you know? And you don't respect their culture, you know? No, that's not the way. The way is to protect each other. The way is to make each other look good. The way is to challenge each other to be better. Create those environments of cooperation over competition. Those are the winning environments. This game is not about an individual. This game is about teams winning. This game is not about um, anything other than service. And that's how you win at this game. And ultimately, uh, my life isn't about me being cool. I mean, I like being cool. You know, I like, I like, I like, I, I do, I get by the grace of God, I get to do a lot of really cool stuff and create cool events and, but understand that all of it is about service. I don't want to be an influencer. I want to be a contributor and it's an honor to contribute. It's an honor to be strong enough and valuable enough to make contributions to people's lives that positively impact them and change their lives. That's what this game is all about. That's what my life is all about. That's what my brand is all about. And those are the, those are the types of professionals that I want to create and that I want to influence that by the way that I'm living my life. I want you guys to see what one imperfect man can do if he does his best, to give his best, to contribute his best, to be his best on a daily basis over the course of a lifetime. And I, and I hope that you see what that one imperfect man trying to do, trying to those contributions I'm trying to make. I hope that you see that and it inspires you to go on your own journey to make priceless contributions from imperfection, from a place of imperfection. Because imperfection is perfection as long as it's coupled with deliberate progress. My imperfect run at the range or on something that I'm not good at is way better than the run of the guy who has been too insecure to get out to the range and train with his boys, you know? So not imperfection becomes perfection as long as it's coupled with progress. So, you know, I hope to see a lot of you guys at the EP forum. I hope to see a lot of you guys at the league come out and train with us at Tucson. I look forward to where the industry is going. There's never been a better time to get into our industry with with the compensation where it's at and uh, all inclusive packages man like where you can really get your you can get your retirement your medical and you know great salary and really feed your family lean into that what the industry has to offer there's more opportunities 
I hope to have more of you guys in our network, you know, as a, as part of the gold standard in executive protection training at the league and just huge thank you to you guys who've been supporting this brand for all these years and listening to our podcasts and joining forces with me on different ops and come out to our events and shake hands. It just means so much to me. I think I alluded to this earlier, but what I've, you know, I've known it's more blessed to give than to receive, but these, this last year, especially as I've seen the fruit of what, you know, overnight success takes 10 years. And I've been hammering on this stuff since 2011, you know, it's so powerful and amazing to see the fruit of all these years of the labor that I've put in behind underneath the streetlights at those 4 a.m. wake-ups after those 11 p.m. Uh, nights. You know, it's such a blessing to see people getting the jobs they want, their careers going to the next level and all that stuff as a result of all that hard work. And the contributions we're making being actually valuable. When we do our surveys in the class, we ask people if 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 if, if their training helped them get employment, and it's like an eighty-five percent uh, yes response rate. Like, holy cow, man! You know, I don't need people to like me. I don't need to not have haters. You know, when I'm seeing results like that. You guys are going to the, 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 the EP forum coming up. I, I look forward to shaking your hands and meeting you. You know, an EP forum is an event I put together uh, with Christian West and Pablo Monasterio. It's a conversation in executive protection where we all come together in a room. Your questions go up on the big movie screen behind us. And me and another top level industry professional sit there. and We, we converse about these questions and we kick it back and forth. It's amazing. It's an amazing time. You know, it's no death by PowerPoint. It's a conversation and you guys get to join in. So if you guys haven't found that yet, we'll make sure that's in the show notes. But uh, the EP forum, it's epforum.us. That's another gift for you guys. Keep your eyes open for the protective games. I got that coming. And uh, with that, I'll wrap this up. It's more blessed to give than receive, man. Live a life of contribution. Be legit. Be a legitimate protector who can legitimately protect people because that's what you're paid and hired to do. Serve your details. Serve the people that you work with. Serve your clients. There's so much power and honor and service, man. That's how you become the best. Your gift will make room for you. What you give will make room for you amongst kings. That's the heart, the true heart of a protector. And those of you who are real protectors out there, I know I know what I'm saying is resonating with you. And I love you. I love you guys, man. You're the guys, but I need you, man. We shake hands and we tie up. You're the guys. I can feel, I feel the vibe, feel the energy, man. So, so much more to come. I'm 36. We're just warming up. We're just unwinding. We're going to make this industry a better place by making good people more dangerous. Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Remember that protection is more than just a job. It is a lifestyle. Out. Boom. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, Get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. 
get one. Your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I wanna get one of these into the hands of 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things, the nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one, drop your handgun in, take it to the next level, out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Gray Man and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.